What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Bad Podcast. Brad and Wayne right back in here, man. We are actually doing a special episode. We are going live right now inside the Eager to Run private run group, man. If you're not a part of it, please join this free run group. Join our free run group, Eager to Run Club. Uh, But right now, we're live inside of that group. And we have a special guest, and we're super excited, Brad. So, Brad, do you have a quote today? I ain't, oh, I ain't even you asked better, you that, You man. better believe. Prep, rep, repeat. Let's uh, get it, man. What's the quote today, buddy? A journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And the reason that we're going to talk about a single step and, and a journey of a thousand miles is because we have a, a special guest on today, and it's going to tie into our, our theme and our guest. All right, man. One step at a time. Let's get it. Hey, good job, guys. Good job. Mental battles. Mental battles. What it look like, what it be like, what it do. Back in here, another edition of the Bad Podcast, man. And we have a special guest, Brad. I'm 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 about to slide off, like literally slide off the screen, man. So I'm gonna let y'all get it. Uh Dr. Eva, pleasure to have you. I'm gonna try to be back before you jump off, but uh I'm gonna turn it over to you. Hey, thanks, Dwayne. Uh, first, Dr. Eva, can you introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hello, guys. I'm uh, Dr. Eva. I'm a board-certified orthopedic surgeon. I'm a foot and ankle specialist, and I'm an exercise enthusiast. So I love everything about what you guys have going on. I'm also a co-founder of a women's shoe company called Amafi Shoes. So I'm excited to talk about shoes and fitness and to just get right into it with you. Yeah. Can you spell your your uh, shoe company? Can you spell that for me? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, jot that down in my notes. Yes, uh, it's A-M-A-F-I Shoes, and our handle is amafi.shoes. We're on Instagram and Facebook, um, and I decided to, uh, decided to start a women's shoe company because women's shoes are horrible and bad for mm. your feet, and the ones that uh, are cute uh, are just horrible. So yeah, that's kind of the reason to, to start this shoe company, but um, I'm super passionate about shoes, super passionate about fitness. And uh, just health and wellness all together. That's really cool. And I got a funny story that I have to share. And if my sister is listening to this podcast at some point, um, I so right now we're in live. We're live on our our, pers- our private Facebook page. And if somebody can tag my sister, her name is Carrie J. K A R I J J A Y. So I have a funny story about my sister. And, and you talk about this shoe company that you have. So my yeah. my sister ran a full marathon, twenty six point two shoe uh, two miles in shoes mm-hmm. that didn't fit her. Two sizes oh, too small. They they, oh, they were no. a men's they were a men's shoe. They were too small. They were you know not not the the most fashionable piece of uh, of of, uh, of attire that you would wear. But uh, I remember yeah. her complaining lost lost the toenails, all the things. So yeah, uh, this, yeah, yeah. In this group, Eva, we have several people that are just beginning their fitness journey, several people that are just beginning their walking slash running journey, and they're trying to yeah. dive deep on their running careers. What's a, what's a piece of advice of something they can look for in a good shoe that's that's uh, conducive for running? Yeah, well, I would start by saying that you can't run in any shoe. 
right? Some people, when they get started running, they just throw on whatever athletic shoe that they have or an athletic leisure shoe, right? And that's a complete no-no. Um, if you're really going to be dedicated to the sport, then you really have to get the right equipment, right? Um, so I would start, if you're a beginner, I would start by going to honestly a good running store um, because there's so much news on the internet. You can't just go and buy a shoe offline. Um, there's so much thought that has to go into it, but um, we can kind of break it down and I can like kind of guide you through some of the features that are important in a good running shoe and kind of my thoughts on it. Um, there's kind of two schools of thought. So I'm all about injury prevention so that you can stay running and stay walking. Um, and then there's another school that kind of thinks about like minimalist shoes, right? Um, I don't think minimalist shoes are great for injury prevention in the average runner who's just learning or, you know, just kind of doing it recreationally. Um, so I don't go for a minimalist shoe. I go for a shoe that is actually supportive. So that means that it has a decent amount of thickness in the sole. Um, so if you're looking for a number that can be like 20 to 30 millimeters. So like a Hoka shoe, the super thick sole shoes will have like 25 millimeters. Um, but you don't want to go for something that's super, um, that's super low profile. It's just not going to give you enough cushioning when your heel is striking. Um, it can cause problems like plantar fasciitis, stress fractures, all that stuff. So number one, go for a shoe that has a decent amount of sole support. Um, and then something that's very important to me is the heel drop on the shoe. So um, there's a lot of like new brands that are starting that have zero drop. What does that mean? That means that the heel and the toe are at the exact same level. Um, I think that for runners, you want to have a little bit of elevation in the heel. Um, this does so many things. It takes some pressure off of your Achilles. So your Achilles is not doing so much work. And it really helps you like with the, the natural motion of running, right? You strike the heel and then you propel forward. Um, so I think a shoe that has at least like an eight millimeter heel drop um, is going to provide you with the most relief. Um, I think 10 millimeters might sound aggressive, but it's like really the sweet spot if you're going like really long distances. Um, so that's thickness, that's heel drop. And then you want to think about like, what is your arch doing in the shoe? Um, a lot of us tend to pronate when we run, uh, meaning that we kind of like collapse inward a little bit. Um, and so when you're buying a shoe, you want to think about what the arch is doing. Is it neutral? If Do you have kind of like a normal foot? So you can get a shoe that just has neutral support. Um, if you pronate or you have a flatter foot, you want to go for a more stabilizing shoe that gives you more arch support. And then if you're the opposite, where you kind of roll out so that your ankle is maybe unstable, you want to go for a shoe that gives you more motion support. So they might build up the outside of the shoe that's so that it leans you in so that you're not rolling out. So mm -hmm. I would say think about the arch, look at the amount of support, and then think about the heel drop. Those are the three factors that you want to consider like right on. That's a lot of that's, talking. That's amazing. Yeah, no, no. And that's, that's why we're here. We want to know, you know, what are these, what are these tangibles that are going to help us become better runners? Like, you know, yeah. so we have 27,000 people in our private group and out of those 27,000 people, I would say maybe 7,000 have uh, completed uh, 5k, 10k and beyond. Um, and so yeah. we need, we need this information. And now yeah. I, I've always, I've always, uh, I've always, um, 
told our clients, you know, if you don't know what kind of shoe you want, you don't know what kind of fit you need, um, go to a Fleet Feet, go to a Dix, go to a go to a specialist that will help you get into those shoes because not not one size or not one shoe fits all, right? I was I was looking right. at this thing the other day. It was a picture of LeBron James and uh, uh, Abdul Kareem Jabbar, right? And, mm -hmm. and and Jabbar played many moons ago, 70s, you know, way back. Mm -hmm. And he had the flat Adidas shoes back, back way back yeah. when that was the style. Now we yeah. are in an era where we have the technology. You know, that yeah. was that was what that's what they had. They had the Converse boys, they had the Adidas boys. Now we have shoes that are are going to help promote that that experience when we come when it comes to running um so not not one shoe fits all um do you have yeah do you have advice uh, so when it comes to ankle support you were talking about ankle support and, and how to choose a a shoe so when it comes to ankle support you know we so our runners start with a weight loss program. So some people have lost 100 pounds, 150 pounds, so on and so forth. Do you have advice for those that have lost a ton of weight, but their ankles, uh, maybe they're not as strong as they should be. Do you have advice for ankle support uh, beyond the shoes, the shoes alone? Yeah, so there are a few reasons that can kind of lead to the ankle feeling like unstable. Um, and those particular types of folks, it may just be an issue of strengthening the stabilizers around the ankle. So if you haven't been very active, those muscles that stabilize the ankles become very weak and that can make you feel like you're unstable, right? So I would start with that. So besides strengthening them by just walking, do dedicated ankle strengthening exercises um, that'll help build up, we call it dynamic stabilizers. Um, and then there are other people that the, the stabilizers are strong, but the actual structures, like the ligaments around the ankles, have been compromised. Either you're just a loose person or you've had sprains in the past. In those situations, um, you kind of need some type of external support to provide you with the support that your ligaments aren't providing you. So you could run in like a low profile ankle sleeve or ankle brace. You could wear an ink, a shoe that comes up higher above the ankle that provides you with some stability. Um, and then there are other shoes that are like a lower top, but they're made to kind of um, give you some stability. So you might notice some shoes where the outer part of the shoe is wider um, and that will prevent you from rolling over. So I think we need to figure out what's causing the instability. Is it muscular or is it static? If it's static, then go for braces better shoes, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. What, what are some exercises that I can do to strengthen? I know a couple myself, but uh, what are some mm -hmm. exercises that you can uh, uh, give to our clients that are watching right now that will strengthen those, those ankle muscles and, and ligaments yeah, and everything? So, yeah. So the, um, the muscles on the outer part of the ankle are the ones that contribute most to stability. So you can get a resistance band, tie it to any post. And then you want to work the outside. You want to work your foot going outside, right? That's called eversion. And you're really going to notice that whole the muscles go up and down the entire part of the outside of the leg. So you're going to notice those working. Just do that three sets, 20 times, a few times a day. Um, and then you want to work out the muscles in the back of the, of the leg. So your calf muscle is a major stabilizer. And there's another muscle back that runs towards the back of the ankle that stabilizes it. So going up on your toes you know, um, will go a long way also. So out and up is what you want to do to strengthen. 
Yeah. I, lo- I like that. I, I'm always trying to do the calf raises. I, every, every workout I try to get the calf raises in there. Yeah. I also, I, I used to do this a lot more than I do now, but I used to write the, uh, do the alphabet with my ankles, you know, ABC all the way to Z and, and, yeah. and just, uh, you know, just, just for the, the stretching and the flexibility component with the, with the ankles, you know? Yeah. Um, That's actually a good yeah. point. I didn't mention. Cause if you haven't, if you've been sedentary for a while, um, you're going to be pretty stiff. And stiffness can lead to instability also because you don't have the motion yeah. to protect yourself. So I love the alphabet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, a lot of a lot of people uh, ask me this question, uh, treadmill versus road, you know, and we're talking about ankle stability, ankle strength, just strength in general. Um, yeah. Do you prefer one? Do you recommend one more than the other? Which which one do you promote more one more than the other? Maybe neither. What's your, what's your take on treadmill versus road? Well, I am an outside person. Like I walk mm-hmm. every single day. I think the sun gives you benefit. I think the fresh air gives you benefit. So I think if you can be outside, you should just go outside. But you got to just be careful of the terrain. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it depends on where you are in your journey. If you're just starting off, just go outside walk on some flat ground, um, you know, minimize hills or uneven terrain. I think that's the best thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the treadmill, um, while it's a very safe, you know, and predictable uh, way to, to exercise and to walk and run, um, it's just not fun. And I think it's just better to be outside. <laughs> um, that's just my own personal bias. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I 120% agree, but I have a question. Where do you live, Eva? Okay, so I live in the suburbs of Northern Virginia. So I have Ooh. I have flat ground, um, and mm-hmm. I have a beautiful park next to me. Um, I will say that if you if you're if there's a lot of uneven ground and you're prone to instability, a treadmill is the safest way to go. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of like extreme situations where you really can't manage um, like nature, you know? Yeah, um, right. And if you're going to be like in a park or in a trail, um, that's when you maybe want to throw on. If you're walking like a trail shoe that gives you a lot more support or you might want to throw an ankle brace. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the reason I brought that up is because we just got a foot of snow of the white stuff dumped out. Oh, right here. But, oh, yeah, I'm in, yeah. I'm in Western New York. So, but oh. I will say that I, I, I agree that I, I, even, even in the, in the harsh elements, these temporary, uh, uh, I don't know, adversities, I guess you'd say yeah. uh, when, when that happens, I try not to let it uh, deter me or, or, uh, no. or, or squander my spirits because, man, it's, it's good to get outside. It's, it's good to become one with nature, the sun, everything about being outdoors. Um, and especially if you're training for an actual event, like yeah. you're not going to go run the Boston Marathon by training on a treadmill every day. Now, will you have to yeah. do the treadmill from time to time? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah. not every run because it's not it's not relatable. You're not going to be you're not going to be running on the treadmill for six, seven months training for an event that you're going to be on the ground running on the road. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a it's a really important piece. Um, Brad, I had something. That run, I, go ahead. Do you run in the don't. snow? Like, how do you do you run in the snow? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I, uh, all the events that I've uh, trained for in the past, actually not all of them, but most of them, um, they are in like March, April, May. So up here, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the thick and the thin of the winter and uh, I, I am forced to, to get out and get those, those, uh, long miles. Cause I, I yeah. have tried. So my, my one and only full marathon, um, was in Buffalo in May and I did very little training outside and I was on that treadmill for, 
20 miles, mm-hmm. 21 miles, 22 miles. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you said boring. Well, guess yeah. what? I, I watched the, the entire series of Pirates of Caribbean one time, and, and uh, <laughs> it uh, it gets very old real quick. But yeah. uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to allude to one of the things that you said um, about trail running versus road running. Now, I may know the difference between the two. You may know the difference between the two, but a lot of the people that, are, that may watch this have no idea the difference between uh, how I pick shoes for trail running, how I pick shoes for road running, how I pick shoes for everyday life, how I pick shoes. And any element of life, we have to pick a different pair of shoes because they offer d- different tangibles, right? So let's talk about uh, the difference in trail running shoes versus road running shoes real quick. Yeah. Well, I would say the issues that you are going to combat with the trail is that, like I said, the the terrain is uneven. Um, You might deal with like water, so puddles and that sort of thing. Um, And then you want to think about traction. So those aren't really as big of a deal as if you're running on a road. So when I think of, so I have two pair of shoes that I go out with, my trail shoes and my my regular uh, walking running shoes. My trail shoes are water resistant. Um, because I like to like get all into it. Like I jump into puddles, like, you know, um, so that's important. You want to keep your feet nice and dry and healthy. Um, number two, they have traction and rubber, um, soles that my walking and, uh, road shoes don't have, um, so that I'm not slipping if it's muddy. And then, uh, I just lost my thought. What was the first one that I said? What's the first thing I said? Uh, you said waterproof, um, waterproof, r- rubber traction. soles, traction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and then um, they're they're higher top, so um, mm-hmm. they're not a low top shoe. So that the stability issue. Um, yeah. So you want to get something that's more stabilizing. Um, so that's kind of my approach to that. Yeah, I never really understood the difference uh, going back a handful of years until my brother. My brother walked the um, the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada uh, about mm-hmm. five or six years ago now. Uh, and he had a pair of trail shoes. And I never really understood the difference between the two. But, you know, now, now that you're talking about it and looking back, you know, they were a little bit higher on the tops because you're going to hit those bumps in the road. And, and you know, yeah. you, you have to have that support where you can't be rolling an ankle out on trail. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so this is, this has been incredibly valuable and I, I do want to, I do want to wrap this up. We keep it anywhere from 25 to 20 minutes, but, uh, I do want to ask one more question. And, and I, I, uh, I think this is an important one because a lot of the people in this group, um, have experienced some sort of, a, uh, some sort of injury, um, mm-hmm. some sort of setback, one of those things. Um, my, my first piece of advice is go and see your primary physician. And if it's mm-hmm. one of those in between or in between injuries, they're not always forced to go see their position. If mm-hmm. I sustained an injury, what's mm-hmm. the best way for me to rebound, get back in the game? Yeah, so I think first you have to acknowledge when you're really injured and you have to take a break. So mm-hmm. runners, what are you prone to? You're prone to getting stress fractures in the metatarsals. That's something you can't run or work through. Um, you're prone to Achilles tendonitis problems. That's something that you shouldn't work through. Um, so when you're fully recovered, then you have to just find a program that graduates you slowly back to running and not be discouraged and know that these things heal and that they end. Um, and in the meantime, you can walk, you can weight train, you can do other things to stay strong. Um, but listen to your body. Um, if you're seeing red flags, swelling that's persisting, redness that's persisting, 
um, then that's when you should go and see someone. But yeah, get back to it. It's a journey. Like you're going to have ups and downs. Um, and then one thing I wanted to mention that I think is so important for runners to prevent injuries is to know when to change out your shoes. Um, mm. I, I walk like three to five miles a day. And so you want to change out your shoes every 400-ish miles. So that could be three to four months if you're walking or running five, 10. You know, if you're doing like really high mileage, yeah. um, you may have to change your shoes three times a year. So that's so, so important. And I even forget to do that. And how do I know is when I start feeling pain in my Achilles. I'm like, oh, my heel drop is gone. <laughs> so um, just look for those signs and try and be cognizant of how many miles you have on your shoes. Man, that's that's amazing. And and just to go back to my the I, the beginning of my running career, I'll never forget this. So I did the Pat, Pittsburgh half marathon in 2018, and I wore a pair of worn out Nikes, mm. no support, no no insole. I mean, it was they were worn down. And I remember thinking that I was running so fast. And then my mother uh, took a video of me, and I was barely moving. And I do remember <laughs> coming out of that race with so much pain in my feet and in my toes and in my ankles and in my hips. And, and that was the day that I decided I, if I'm ever going to run long distances, I got to get me some, I got to get me some shoes. You know, yeah. I just, I got to get me some shoes, but um, you know, that, Hey, Eva, this has been extremely valuable. And I, I really appreciate all the time that you spent with us today. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne always likes to wrap up our, our podcast with a special, uh, a special piece. Um, and then uh, this will wrap us up. Yeah, so I, I I was listening. Uh, <laughs> everybody in E2M knows that 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 I be multitasking. Got a <laughs> meeting going on and in the other ear and everything. But uh, really good information. Uh, I just have to throw this out here real quick. Uh, I have an uncle. Uh, his name is Robert Earl Jr. And uh, my dad always said that he was the best athlete ever. But mm. he never made it anywhere because his shoes were always too small and his feet hurt. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> and there may be yeah. something to that, you know, there may be something to that because they said he, yeah. he, if he had his shoes on, you could outrun him. He take those shoes off, nobody can outrun him. <laughs> he, <laughs> on, he can out jump. He can't out jump. He take his shoes off. He can dunk everything. Wow. So, right. uh, that I think that there's some truth to that, and I think you proved that today. So, yeah. as we get into this last bit, this last segment, we have a segment we call "Do You Know or Did You Know." I know it's a little surprise to you. Mm -hmm. This is a segment where we ask you to share something that maybe you hadn't said publicly or maybe a story or just something that people don't know about you or they couldn't read on your bio or didn't see on your Instagram. Uh, do you know or did you know about Dr. Eva? I'm going to do a little clip. It's really short. So be thinking while I do this. Clip. Lord. Okay. <laughs> got it. It's a short clip, though. I'm, I'm going to warn you. So be thinking. All right, the clip is over. So, <laughs> so uh, for those that don't know, I'm going to give you a little bit more time. The reason why we call this the Do You Know or Did You Know segment, our boss, uh, Jeff Witherspoon, uh, he likes to quote the Muffin Man when he's telling, you know, different facts during his lives. And he'd be like, do you know? And so we adopted that to be a segment in our show. So now, Dr. Eva, tell us, what is the Do You Know or Did You Know thing about you? Okay, so... Right now, I'm like a super like exercise gym rat crazy person. But when I was younger, I was so clumsy and klutzy and uncoordinated. Like there was nothing remotely athletic about me. I was so like lanky and didn't control my body. 
Um, so I would say you wouldn't know that about me, like my entire journey, unless you knew me when I was like, you know, super young. But it's a journey. I was a mess when I was younger. Yeah. Super uncoordinated, falling all the time. That is a really good one. I like that. I like the late bloomer, as we call them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, late <Yeah>. bloomer. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, we appreciate you taking time out. Uh, we know our run folks are going to uh, enjoy this episode. Uh, not just them, just any athlete, just learning. Uh, we try to bring education to our to yeah. our followers, to our listeners, uh, to our members, and we we definitely appreciate that. And we'd love to have you back. And you know, maybe even we have a conference in in August. You know, maybe even get you to come to that. Like, I'm down. Let me know things, all the things. We want to do it. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. So, all right, B. Anything you want to say in closing? Hey, it all begins with that one step, and don't let that one step be without the proper footwear. There you Ooh, go. Till next nice. time, y'all. Take care, guys. Yeah.